Hey you guys, it's Beloved Jazz and I'm I'm excited about this episode. Um if this is your first time listening to my podcast, I want to say welcome and I'm glad you're here and um you can I encourage you to check out any of my other episodes. I do talk about a lot of relationships for single women uh, and a relationship with yourself is a relationship. If you are a female listening, um, I do talk about relationships. I talk about just the lessons that I've learned in my life and um, just anything that I feel like that I'm passionate about. So you'll hear a little bit of everything on this episode, on this podcast. But today um, I want to talk about I want to, and I'm I'm getting you know a little anxious when I bring this up because this is a touchy subject. But I promised myself and my listeners that when I did start this podcast, I was going to be transparent and that I was going to um, be open and honest. And um, yeah, and uh, this is something that I've healed from, but I still get triggered from time to time. But I'm just going to go ahead and um, start it out. So today's episode or tonight's episode is going to be about um, having just my experience having a parent who who suffers from an addiction. And uh, and then the episode, I'm still trying to play around with the name right now. But so far, I've got... um, not a crack baby, um, or just crack baby in general. And, um, I, I, I like to name my things like something that's catchy, but controversial or just something that's going to catch your eye. Um, and I, this, the, the term crack baby is a term that I do not like to identify with. Um, and, uh, I'm not even for sure if my mother knows that, um, if she was under the influence of using crack cocaine when she had me, or if she had stopped, I believe she was clean, but she still suffered from her addiction. Um, uh, you know, and I think, yeah, cause she, yeah, that's her own experience. And I'll, I mean, if she wants to tell her truth, but anyways, I'll just talk about my experience as being a child who had to, um, had a parent, I have a parent, you know, my mother who suffers from an addiction. And what really got me to talking about, or re- I, I think God is just placing that on my spirit to just talk about it. Cause, um, we are, if you aren't aware, um, I'll just go ahead and let you know that we are living in an opioid epidemic and it's that, that it, this is a crisis, but there was also a crack crisis or crack epidemic back in the day that affected a lot of African-American people. And I don't want to get too, you know, too uh, statistical or, you know, uh, educational, but that is an important, an important fact that, um, that still affects families and households today. And I am, I will say I am one of those um, households and people and children and, you know, that that was affected by someone who had that, who has, still has that addiction. 
And I wanted to just talk about my experience because it is and it's something that I feel like if I talk about it, then maybe other people will um, talk about it or see that it is an issue. It it is something big and a huge deal. Um, and it doesn't have to get pushed under the rug because, oh, your mom or dad was uh, smoke crack. And, you know, you see all those videos on Facebook and it's so disgusting to, that when people record uh, those Facebook videos of, of people who are under the influence, you know, and quote unquote crackheads that are dancing and singing and saying off the wall stuff. Because that could, and I hate, I hate to say that that could be someone's mother or father or whoever, but it is a fact. And I, 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 like, I will curse the day that I ever see my mother, you know, under the influence and someone records her, you know, doing something silly or whatever. But anyways, um, that is something, you know, that still affects people and it affects me. Um, and it has fe- affected my childhood. It it has affected my entire life. And I, I don't think a lot of people cover or talk about that as an issue because they don't really see it as an issue. It's more of like a, you know, a, a societal thing or, a, oh, you know, I don't really see that, you know, uh, unless it's, you know, someone else that they're close to that is affected by. But it is something very serious. But... Uh, I just wanted to talk about just how I overcame that because even though your parent might have the addiction or the problem, it that doesn't mean that it doesn't affect you. And I say you as uh, the child listening, if you are listening and you have a parent, um, and I because I, I don't want to keep talking about me, 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 but um, <clears throat> uh, yeah. But my mother, she had her own issues and her own addiction problems, and it affected me. Her addiction affected not only herself and her health and her own, you know, life and all of that, but it affected me and my life. Um, And it is, yeah, and I had to get through it. I had to, like, I, I think at 21 or maybe like 22, I really had to come to grasp that my mother has an addiction like it it affects like I knew that as a child and I knew that as a teenager and throughout my childhood but seeing that and knowing that and being able to like like accept that in a sense that was very very hard for me that was hard and it's something that like um I get you know I get kind of sad because I it makes me like you know I'll go into details too about uh, about you know about that, but I want to give you some advice or just and if I have any therapists or people you know that are professionals that are listening, um, I may even have like uh, I may have a another episode where I do consult with a therapist who has like a professional. Um, standpoint on this topic because it is very serious and I think it's only going to get worse um, not only with African Americans but with whites who have you know parents that are suffering from uh, heroin and just other substances the pills and all that but yes
I could go like I feel like this is I, I feel like it's so necessary and I have to really prepare myself to talk about it but yes sorry y'all I'm trying to really get to the nitty-gritty so um I, I guess I'll give you a backstory just about me and my life and I encourage you I, this is my podcast so I'm going to promote myself but check out my book it is on Amazon and it's called I Overcame It All it's a story that I wrote about my life and it's uh the subtitle is uh childhood trauma causing adult life drama and it's uh basically a, a rundown of my whole life um all the way from childhood up to uh, about two years ago so it's very like up to date and I think it it's if you don't if it doesn't encourage you to change uh, your own life and your own decisions it'll definitely trigger you to do something differently whether it be going to therapy or just doing something uh, you're not gonna I feel like it, when you re- when people read my book they don't see things the same way whether that it's me or just you know women like me or whatever but they don't see things different it's a new perspective so yeah so with my story I mean of course my mother she is currently she still has her addiction to drugs and it affects her own life but it doesn't really affect me um, because I've learned not to enable her, like pay her bills or do things to support her habit, whatever. And that's just my own personal choice. Uh, but I, yeah, it's a lot with having a parent who is, um, who is an addict because you have to learn how to set boundaries and it's, yeah, you have to learn how to set boundaries, but, um, but I went I went through a lot with my own, you know, accepting her addiction. I had to accept that my mother wasn't the mother that um, I wanted. Like, I wanted a mother who, who was kind of like the woman I am today. And, um, like, she, I want a woman that's uh, a mother that's hardworking, ambitious, that, you know, is positive. And my mother is, like, the total opposite. I love her to death, but she... She is the total opposite of what um, what I imagined a mother would be. And that was hard for me to kind of come to the realization like, oh, you know, that that is not, you know, that's not reality. And I think one of the um, tips that I'm going to give you is, I mean, you when it comes to accepting you it's like a reality news flash you know um like i and i had to give up those expectations i had to give up like just everything just say like this is who she is this is who she's always going to be and you know and i have to accept that and my my mother told me herself like Jasmine, you might have to accept that this is who I'll always be. And I don't know, I, because I have huge hopes for my mom. Like, you can be whatever you want to be. You know, I feel like a ch- like I'm the parent, you know, trying to teach my child to, you know, you can be a doctor, you can be whatever. And my mom was like, Jasmine, this is who I've always been. This is probably who I'm going to die being. And that was like a slap in the face. That was a slap in the face for me because I was like, wow, like, 
wow <laughs> you know and I like I just when we, I was talking to my mom on the phone when we had that conversation I had to like sit in my car and just be silent and have just tears rolling and say nothing and accept that um yeah but I mean I went through periods with my mother where I didn't talk to her um like it, like she had to do her own growth a little bit I mean still not to what you know what I would expect but she still had to do her own growth and her own work to be able to get to like okay this is what you know this is how our relationship is going to be but so and I, today our relationship is pretty I will say healthy um, as far as I can function and be who I am and be, um, you know, be the passionate, the lover, everything that I am and be, you know, in a room and be like present with my mother, if that makes sense. So that that's yeah. And I, I think that's like I would rather have a healthy relationship that may not be like, OK, she's clean from drugs. She's doing everything good. And, you know, everything's going fine. I would rather have me, you know, accepting things and being rational and having boundaries and having, you know, we can, you know, express ourselves and take breaks if needed. But it's very healthy. It's not, you know, I will say it's not toxic anymore. And it, if it does become toxic, I know I've learned tools within myself that I can say, okay, Jazz, I need to take a break or not answer the phone or, you know, really tell her how I feel. So, yeah. So, and I'll, t- and that's why I, I wanted to do this podcast so I can really talk about how I became this woman that was able to accept things and set boundaries and, you know, live in reality, but, um, yeah, so, um, the way, the number one way, the number one way, y'all, I was able to, you know, grow and accept her for who she is, and, you know, still love her, because that was a challenge, like, I was, I wanted to love the woman that I wanted her to be, that was who I was in love with, I wasn't in love with the woman that, you know, did certain things to get drugs, and that, you know, um, that, you know, put things in our body, you know, drugs and toxic things, and just, you know, I didn't, I, I didn't love that person, I had to realize, like, I, you know, that wasn't, I had to realize that really, but it, it it wasn't on my own. I will say it was not on my own. It took therapy and it took a lot of like looking in the mirror and looking in the mirror, I will say is like spending time with myself and really looking at how like she had her own issues, but how did I respond to that? And I, I'll tell you guys, I'll be straight up. I was angry. I was bitter. I had a lot of resentment. I had a lot of expectations. I had a lot of things that I had to like look at me and say, okay, she has her problems, but who did I turn out? And, and as a, res- a result of who she was, you know, and I, I seen that I'm not, I'm not who I say I want to be or who I claim to be. I'm not this nice, loving person to, you know, because I can't even love my own mother who, uh, who had her issues. And that challenged me a lot because it challenged me a lot. It really did. Um, 
It really did, but it took me going to therapy, and that, and that's what I want to advise to you guys. If you're listening and you have struggles with your um, relationship or just having coming to grasp on what is, and uh, instead of trying to change that person, but maybe changing you, I totally encourage you to go to therapy because we you can have mom or whoever like you can have that relationship and do back bend over backwards and do everything to change them and you know support her and do everything but what are you doing for yourself that's what I really want to um drive home is like I I had to do the work for me. Like I I would love my mom. I want her to live her best life and change and be drug free and, you know, find a career. I wanted all these things, but I'm like, I have to. I can't change her. I can't. I have to change me. I have to change how I respond to her. You know, and that that has done me so much. That has given me so much power, so much grace, and so much, like, like y'all. And I talk, like, one of my um, subjects that I talk about on this podcast is love. And I, I, self-love is so important. I used to think that self-love was like, oh, I get my hair and nails done. I take care of myself. But loving yourself through your own issues and saying, Jasmine, I need help and I'm here with you and not get not beating myself up because I was ashamed. I'm like, I, 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 I won't say I hated my mother, but I was disgusted by my mother and I'm keeping it real, y'all. Um, I was disgusted by her and I, I've, that got in the way of me fully loving her. And I, I knew that it wasn't about me like, oh, you know, I feel bad because I don't love my mom. It's the point that that's not who I wanted to be. But I, I wasn't going to beat myself up because I had a re- I felt like I had a valid reason. And, and with self-love, you're giving yourself so much love and encouragement to do something to put put on your big girl panties and say, I need help. I need therapy. I need something to be the woman that I want to be. I want to be the woman that gives love and to give love to anybody, even if they are suffering from an addiction or, you know, or they're not in my family. But even with my own career goals, I want to be a therapist. So how can I show love to someone else if I can't show it to my own family, you know, in a healthy way? Um, so yeah, that is my advice, you know, and I didn't really do this podcast to give advice, you know, like from a therapist standpoint, but I encourage you to go to therapy. That is my advice, (laughs) but yes. And my next point that I wrote down is, and this is ties straight along with therapy, um, this next point is know know your own identity and I wrote it differently down and I wrote it saying I know you are an individual first and um how I wanted to express this point is I like with the with this title crack baby and just because I my mother had her own identity being a crack addict I had mine being a crack addict's child. 
So everything that I did, every my whole entire being was wrapped in how to run away from that identity because that was the only thing that I associated myself with. I only saw myself as the one, the girl who had a crack, you know, a mother who had an addiction. That's the only way that I saw myself. So going to therapy and really getting in tune with who I was, that helped me to say, I'm not, I'm not, that is one aspect of my life, but I have a lot of other things that I have going other than than that, because that was an identity that of course it was true, but it wasn't the one that I had to show up in the world as, if that makes sense. Um, Gotta get some water because we getting deep here. I didn't plan to get deep today, y'all. I just played because I got homework. I just planned on talking about talking about some. Uh, I, I was talking to my mom actually, and I wanted to call this podcast this episode um, "Deserving Your Wants." And I had a whole different direction, y'all. But y'all got me getting deep today. But I love it, and I I feel like this is. This is going to break people free from generational curses, from just things that have been repeated cycles over and over. But with my last, uh, with that last tip that I gave, I basically wanted to like find who you are outside of your family, outside of your family dynamic, like your role of being a daughter, a son, of you know, having, you know, issues in your family, find who you are outside of that. That is, that is so important. And I I found that I I really did doing writing, going to school, um, having my own circle of friends. Like I really had to do that. And I had to be intentional about finding my own identity outside of being a crack baby. Because if I allowed that to be my only identity, I probably would have ended up with my own addiction, my own, um, and just because when you have an identity that you're ashamed of and you try to run away from it, it's not, you're never going to be successful because when you have an identity that you're claiming, but you're trying to run away from it, you're in a sense claiming that over and over and over and over. And it's like, it's, yeah, it's weird, but um, yeah, but that I wanted to claim other identities that I wasn't ashamed of or that I didn't that I didn't want to keep running away from. So I wanted I claimed, you know, being an author, I claimed being a, vo- a motivational speaker, I claimed being a therapist, being a social worker, being, you know, have being a student. Like those were things that I'm like this is who I am and I'm not ashamed and I'm proud to be those things. And um, that that gave me more power to, you know, create more instead of having that one deficit or that one thing that I'm like, that is, you know, and even even with that, I think it gives you power to say I'm not that like I've had to tell myself over and over again, like that's that's not who I am. You know, I am. And that's when I can go to my other identities or, you know, like I'm a, a social worker. I am a student. I'm a case. You know, like those are things that you can claim and be happy about and you can run toward, you know, instead of running away from that one identity. I encourage you to 
get to know you, get to know what your interests are, get to know what you like, what you don't like, what what you're passionate about, because those are things that's going to change. It can change your life, really. Um, And then I, I like I have a lot of points, but I don't want to keep going on and on. Um, But I think that we are headed to a we're headed somewhere great. So I'm not even going to slot. I'm not even going to stop. But um, yeah, I think these last two points, they're kind of running together. But uh, I did say um, with the identity thing, you this also goes into my next point. But uh, you can choose what kind of child you want to be. Um, and this is something that I had to do for myself. I had to, ch- like, I couldn't change what type of mother my mother was or what kind of parent she was, but I had control over what kind of child I wanted to be. And that is, that has created so much, like, it, it, it means so much to me and my mother. Like, I don't do, I don't like try to be the best child. I just, I say, okay, I want to be a person that loves. I want to be the child that, you know, has forgiveness or that, you know, I can be mature. And those were things that I chose. That was the type of child that I wanted to be to my mother. But, and I will say, because I get in the role of being a parent, like, I think that's, it's, that has affected my relationships all around. Um, and I encourage you to check out some, you know, because we think that relationships, they're like, okay, they go from boyfriend to girlfriend, from mother to daughter, from but how you are in, in one relationship, it affects all of your relationships. I'm a firm believer in that. And because if you're unhealthy in one relationship, you're going to be unhealthy in all of them. If you're healthy in one, you're going to be healthy in all of them. And that's kind of what I learned about myself from uh, my book. I overcame it all. I encourage you to check it out because I I learned some groundbreaking things. But uh, yeah, so I I had to say I can't change her, but I can I can see what kind of you know person I want to be to my mother and I wanted I I would I wanted to be a nice person I wanted to be kind I wanted to be you know a person that you know she could come to if she needed me and I you know I I I just had a whole different standard of what I wanted to be because I'm telling you I was not I wasn't I wouldn't say I was a bad daughter but I was definitely like just you know letting the situation get the bigger hand what but now I have the upper hand I I'm saying like no matter what I can I'm being who I am that's just who I am you know so yeah that is um yeah and then this is kind of I mean I don't want to say it's the last point but it is um, but I did already say you'll have to set boundaries. Um, and that was something that I learned in therapy. Like, I'm telling you, I've already explained that how you are in one relationship, you're going to be that in all of them. And it's not to, you know, discourage you. But if you have loose boundaries in your in your marriages or, you know, your your platonic relationships, whatever you you probably learned that from having loose boundaries with your mo- your mother or father who has, you know, and it, it's not even saying with just a parent who has addictions, but just in general, um, uh, 
Yeah, and I'll tell you a, a little story. It's a short little thing, but my mom, she has nicknames that she calls me and my sister. And this is a nickname that I, I mean, I I knew them as a child, but I'm like, no, I'm an adult. I like, I my name is who I am. So I want to be called by my name, you know, it's just out of respect. And, um, and my mother for the longest, she would always call me that name, no matter what, like she would call me that. And I, I would get mad. I would hang up the phone. I'm like, don't call me that. And it wasn't that I didn't like the nickname. It was just more about like, I want to be called what I want to be called, you know? So, um, and I had to set that boundary, like call me my name or don't talk to me at all. And that was a harsh boundary, but literally I like when I set that boundary with my mother about her calling me, um, that nickname it set the boundary to what I allowed men in my life to call me. Like to this day, no man, I don't care who you are. If the word B bitch comes out of your mouth, I, it reminds me like if my mother can't call me a childhood nickname, you think I would be, you know, crazy enough to allow a man to call me something that it, nobody should, you know, but that was a standard. That was a boundary that I learned to set from my mother, you know, and that's that. And that is something that a lot of people, they can't do. Like it's something that it's not, it's not that, that people want to be called names or whatever. It's just that we you have to learn boundaries somewhere or another and you know a man is not going to have you setting boundaries so you have to set them with your family you know that is with the people that you love and they are able to follow your boundary you can learn that when you have relationships because these are people that they're learning to love you as well but yes yeah so yeah that was that was it but i had to set boundaries and that helped me in my other relationships to this day. But, yeah, and the last one, it's not really a tip, but I like to live in, you know, with with having um, a, a parent who is um, an addict, you know, has their own addiction. It is easy to live in fantasy land. Like, it is so easy. Like, I guarantee you if someone was to ask you, what kind of parent did you want or do you expect your mother to be? Someone, my therapist asked me that. And I'm like, oh, I want somebody that cooks, that cleans, that that makes their own money, that is independent, that has their own healthy relate. Like, I had a lot of things. And um, you couldn't tell me that I, I didn't want my mother to be that. And I, I was living in a fantasy because I wanted that. I really did want that. And when I, like, at, when I did that to her, like, had her living like how I saw her living in a fantasy of my own mind. I did that in all of my other relationships. I lived in fantasy land with the men that I dated. Like I'm telling you, one relationship is key to all of your relationships. Cause I saw my mother as a fantasy person and I saw the men that I've dated, like my ex, I wanted him to be this husband that I had always dreamed of watching the, you know, the Disney movies. And I had to, like, I encourage you to live in reality. Like, stop going on uh, about what you want and and see what is, you know. And I, I feel like that's when, with expectations, but...
Yeah, and it, I've had to learn to just go with the flow sometimes and not really like, oh, we'll just see what happens. But it's more about like not having expectations, not because they'll get broken, but because when I go off of expectations, I'm not accepting that person for who they are, you know, and and when you don't accept something, you know, somebody for who they are, that's when you get hurt. That's when you can get manipulated. That's when things, you know, like you don't, you know, you don't see them for who they actually are. You're so fantasizing, you know, so infatuated with who they could be that you don't even accept reality. But yeah, and that's a, ooh, but yeah. But I, I'm going to, you know, leave off with that, that with those points for today, because I feel like we've covered a lot. And I really just wanted to talk about, you know, just having an experience with a parent who has addictions. But I, I gave you some some therapeutic knowledge or whatever. But this was was real. Um, but that's what this point, the point of this podcast is. But yeah. And I encourage you to check out my book on Amazon called I Overcame It All, Childhood Trauma Causing Adult Life Trauma by Beloved Jasmine, B-E-L-O-V-E-D-J-A-S-M-I-N-E. And as I'm not going to give you a lesson of the day, I may. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll give you a lesson of the day. So the lesson of the day is what I was originally going to call this episode, but I'll uh, just give it as a lesson is um, know that you are deserving of your wants. Uh, We can want everything all day. I want a house. I wanted this. I wanted that. But if you don't really believe that you are deserving of that, like when you get that thing, you're going to question it. You're going to. Um, question if you are good enough to receive that and you're probably not going to keep it because you don't think you deserve it. So yes, I encourage you to really know what you want and then pray on it and really um, manifest that you deserve that because what I've ran into with, you know, because there's this thing now with good men like it's not like, and I'll say it, you know, with myself, it's not that I don't, it's not that I don't, I can't get a good, I can't to get a good man. It's that sometimes I question if I'm deserving of a good man. And that's something that I'm like, no, I got to change that. But yes, whatever you want, just know that you are deserving of that. And if you don't think you are, do some work on yourself so you can know confidently that you are deserving of that. So, yes, that is it for today. If you've listened to all 34 minutes, I'm so grateful. And you have a blessed week.